Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the PH Nutrition Podcast. Today we have a research review and today I picked the paper. I picked the paper. Normally Lukey sends me one to have a look through and I'm also joined by Coach Tom. Tom, how are you doing buddy? What's, what's been happening in your life? How's training going? Give us an update. Yeah, I'm good. I enjoy spending a little bit more time indoors this time of year. Bit of, bit of lifting, four nice. sessions in the gym. Still still just a couple of runs a week, So, but uh, weather's not too uh, too present this time of year is it for, for being outside so uh, yeah all. lifting good business good january good start to the year got some great clients on board uh, looking forward to the next few months ahead good then lukey how's sid prep going feeling strong yeah it's good man it's good feeling well feeling like i'll be fit enough to not fit drag enough. the team down <laughs> which is which is my goal but yeah no i'm excited for it. it'll be fun good fantastic i've injured my back like an old man so um, i haven't been training for, for a little bit so a bit of time off before which is annoying because i was really looking forward to getting you know in, into the open but it's kind of been dented so we'll see but anyway enough about what we're doing let's talk about the research paper that we're going to go into today the effect of food sources of nitrate polyphenols l-arginine l-citrulline and sorry l-citrulline on endurance exercise performance it's a systematic review a meta-analysis of randomized control trials. Now, I really liked the paper because it's talking about whole food sources and, and increasing performance. So basically there was 118 studies that were included in this meta-analysis, which encompassed 59 polyphenol ones, 56 from nitrates, three citrulline studies. So the, the main thing that we wanted to, to look into here was, was there an effect of eating these foods that are containing these nutrients on performance? We can talk about supplementation a lot and uh, we, we kind of like look like this paper. So it's, it's a very recent paper that's, uh, you know, provided some, some good insight. So there was no effect on exercise performance following consumption of foods in, with uh, citrulline. Okay. So this is an amino acid. You might see it in pre-workout powders. Uh, so yeah, actually consuming the food that contained this, there was no performance benefit. There was trivial, trivial 
but significant benefits were demonstrated for consumption of nitrate and polyphenol rich foods, uh, which included performance in time trial, time to exhaustion and intermittent kind of like type tests, uh, which was interesting both following acute and multi-day supplementation. So, you know, sometimes we we definitely, I think we spoke about this before, Luke, about beetroot in terms of actually, you know, there is an acute benefit. But interestingly, there was no effect of nitrate or polyphenol consumption a benefit in females, which we'll kind of maybe talk about in a minute. Uh, so look, guys, just, just to kind of dive straight into it, like when you, when you were scanning over the paper, what were the kind of key take-homes, Luke? What did you kind of initially jump out of you with this? Yeah, so initially it was kind of the the, the point about food and the difference between uh, food sources and supplement sources because uh, we've, as you know, Liam talked a lot about nitrates before and how there is an acute benefit there, like you mentioned. And and the evidence behind nitrates is relatively robust. It's getting stronger, well, isn't it? It's getting stronger. It's it's getting stronger for sure in terms of like high dose of nitrates or precursors to nitrates, nitric oxide uh, before an endurance event it's relatively robust to suggest that that improves performance and the kind of mechanism behind that is the theory that it reduces the oxygen cost so you essentially got you're able to get more energy per oxygen you consume which is why time to exhaustion is increased because you've got yep. just more you're working with more essentially and it was interesting to see that that didn't necessarily translate when it was just looking at nitrate containing foods and obviously this so this was a, a meta-analysis of a ton of different studies and so it's quite hard then to, to dive into the doses and get into okay but how much yeah. nitrate was actually being consumed in each study and all of that kind of thing and it just kind of yeah suggests that you probably get a little bit like they said trivial trivial benefit from just eating nitrate rich foods but if you really want to kind of get the most bang for your buck looking at supplementation in the doses that have been seen before in other studies is going to be yeah. the way to go and Definitely. they can't necessarily get by on just food alone and obviously as nutritionists we always promote a food first approach but it's food first but not food always because there's these circumstances like we see where it's not necessarily enough yeah i think that's the key message from the initial part of this study was that for some things supplementation is king and uh, you know using foods to to help kind of you know supplement that across the across the week is is the way forward as opposed to just trying to get it all from foods uh, interestingly among the nitrate rich foods that you know the effects were seen for beetroot but you know there's other foods that contain nitrates such as leafy greens and rhubarb and you know like i think you know some other kind of like a uh, spinach stuff like this but they they didn't see to be the benefits of beetroot seemed to be the standout one so if you are going to consume natural foods then then the beetroot is the is the kind of one that you want to kind of key focus point on it but like i said th this is the, the the reason why i like this paper because for that you know, uh, for the, for the nitrates, it definitely lends itself to be like, look, the supplementation research is pretty strong, and supplement it with supplementing it with it is going to be uh, is going to be needed to see the benefits. So yeah, any any ideas? I I have none. Just put it out there of why uh, it wasn't seen of an effect in females. Can't say anything. No, so it's, it's, it's a, a tr one. tricky one, tricky one to think about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Luke's know. saying the same thing. Yeah, it's um, is there? I, I don't know. So I'm going to throw this guy back to you. Is there a link between nitrate and like iron absorption, iron consumption, anything maybe menstrual cycle related that might be down to this? Yeah, I don't. 
I think I, 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 I kind of get the the idea you're coming along there almost on the um, oxygen delivery side of things, um, mm. and it's interesting to see that in so in some of the the testing that I've done looking at uh, muscle oxygenation and stuff like that, muscle oxygen saturation even, I've always seen in men struggle to deliver oxygen to the muscle to women. And the kind of working theory behind that is that there's just increased muscle mass that means fainting arteries essentially are under a little bit more tension, a little bit more constricted as opposed to kind of women. So it could be a case of the nitric oxide. And this is all good. This is a theory off the top of the dome for this podcast. So don't take any of this as word. This is just spitballing. But it could be a case of the nitrate making ATP synthesis kind of more efficient per oxygen consumed kind of makes up for less oxygen being delivered in men. Whereas in women, it's a case of more often than not, there's no real issue with oxygen delivery. Yeah. Um, not for endurance stuff anyway, because the kind of muscle tension is less because there's less muscle mass there. Obviously, you'd need to study this, but it could be that it kind of almost doesn't make a difference because there's no difference that needs to be made because they are getting yep. enough through. Whereas yep. with men, it's kind of almost like the nitric oxide is compensating for the lack of oxygen that is being delivered to some extent. And as I say, yep. that's just a theory off the top of the dome, but it could be, who knows? Yeah. It could no. be anything, it could be any number of things here uh, in terms of that difference. I, I think, I think you're like, say you guys there, the, the hypothesis around that, you know, for me, that does, does make sense. And, uh, you know, not to say that, that men are nitrate depleted, uh, but like I said, they require a little bit more support in that because coming on to the next point was for polyphenol rich foods, there were some benefits, you know, and they found like in terms of grape, but then there was also benefits when people were nitrate depleted, including beetroot into their diet. Uh, that uh, that helped us along, alongside kind of, uh, kind of cherry and pomegranate. There wasn't any beneficial effects for New Zealand blackcurrant. Uh, sorry, Holland and Barrett selling the New Zealand blackcurrant supplements. Cocoa, ginseng, green tea, or raisins. Uh, so for me, uh, I, leaning on to the female side of things, I think that's, you know, we don't know, but that's that's a really good kind of uh, proposition. But it goes into, you know, there any, any supplementation that's kind of helping to treat a deficiency um, it's going gonna, gonna to be beneficial. Um, like what we're looking for here is that kind of extended, like, you know, performance enhancement. So for polyphenol rich foods, like eating them has shown a benefit, which is really good. I think this is something that, you know, like Luke said there, we want to be thinking about supplementing with certain things, beetroot being one of them, nitrates being one of them, sorry. Uh, but we can derive some benefits from eating polyphenol rich foods. And this is where you said that food first approach comes in. So how do we get more polyphenol-rich foods? Basically, it's eating the foods that we just <laughs> led to there. Explain their high antioxidant foods, grapes, beetroot, cherries, pomegranates. But it's also getting a wide variety of different colorful foods. So anything like, you know, berries and different vegetables and, you know, fruits, which be, would be really, really kind of key to, to increasing your consumption of polyphenols. This is definitely something, Tom, have you ever... Is, have you ever supplemented with polyphenols or have you seen clients supplement with any of these these compounds uh, from the from the polyphenol side of things yes i've seen clients often use concentrated doses so particularly mm. something cherry based cherry active was a was, was a very you know popular product that i've seen athletes and, and sports people use maybe for a kind of shorter period of time uh, and then on the on the the nitrate side of things yeah beetroot again is something that personally i've used as a one-off dose before a 
race or competition, but also can be loaded as well. And is very popular again with kind of with athletes and, and sports people that that I've that I've worked with and found to be real benefit. For me, looking at this study, what's really nice is to get a bit of a definitive list. And I think sometimes, uh, and this yeah. is not anybody, not not kind of uh, you know, calling people out or, or anything here, but you know, it, when I've sometimes you know had conversations with clients who are fairly clued up. And they might know about nitrates or they might know about polyphenols or they might know about B vitamins or omega-3. And maybe what they've done is then gone onto the Internet and found the top 20 sources of these foods. But then it's actually good to get some real clarity in terms of, right, well, if you eat these ones, you'll be able to get a good dose to help your performance. Mm. Actually, having something lower down the list isn't going to have such a benefit that, you know, it's either worth, let's say, having more of the real food or supplementing. Let's say particularly we're looking at this with a, with a performance cap on. If you want to improve your performance, yes, you can get it from a smaller list. So maybe it's worth noting that list down, go and look at the article. Let's say, or think about supplementing uh, so that you know you, you, you've got enough maybe around a, when you're looking to peak for a race or a performance or a competition, etc. Yeah, definitely. Luke, we, we spoke about beetroot as well, didn't we, in terms of using it as an acute dose before strength performance as well. There's, there's been some recent research on that as well, not just endurance-based performance. Is that correct? Yeah, a little bit of little bit of evidence behind that. I think it was still more for muscular endurance as opposed to out-and-out out strength and more kind of like time to fatigue in terms of reps. But obviously the, the difference is still there because when we think mm. about endurance and nitrates for the most part, we think about that oxygen side of things and efficiency of producing ATP and we think about long-term time to exhaustion. We think about that cardiovascular time to exhaustion. Whereas, uh, yeah, there's an interesting little bit of research now that suggests, hey, low endurance and looking at time to fatigue under like isolated movements of like leg extensions and bench press i believe the study was on yeah for like we're seeing there's there's benefit there as well yeah yeah and that's good and like you said the the, the benefits of increasing polyphenol uh, consumption were you know due to what well, the mechanism was due to you know enhancing vascular function and and kind of lowering activated damage so i think even more so when you start to increase the amount that you're doing like the level of training that you're doing we often can see uh, quality of people's diets kind of diminish as they try to hit higher calorie amounts fuel kind of do more kind of like sports nutrition based stuff and actually probably these people are going to be you know definitely something that you need to be including just to help with that that recovery that oxidative damage and increase that, that kind of vascular function so again this can be derived from from these types of foods as well so you, you know i couldn't see i don't know if you guys could see the the the, the type I mean, I didn't go into each individual study on it. So like the pomegranate and the cherry and everything else were, you know, we would be advising people to be maybe drinking juices of that, the pomegranate juice, the extract that the cherry would be like the, like say either like something like Zag or cherry active, you know, these types of things like would, you know, eating the whole fruits or just sprinkling some pomegranates onto your uh, onto your cereal maybe isn't going to have an effect so it's probably a, there's a little bit of of dosing needed in there but i didn't i didn't go into the individual studies on that it's um, the same yeah, thing yeah, with um gone. like uh like like turmeric isn't it we know turmeric yeah, can help, exactly, yeah. but actually yeah it, it makes me think about right so what you actually need there is is curcumin to, to elicit the response and it also got me thinking then about what other foods do we maybe think, oh, I'll, I'll have some of that because it's good for me and it's got omega-3 in or it's got B vitamins in, but actually uh, how much do I actually need to, to get 
my RDA to get my quota. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a really good way of like thinking about it is yes, I can tick boxes. These foods contain nitrates or polyphenols, etc. but actually am I getting enough to, to get the bang for my buck to get the benefit that I need? Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Lukey? Yeah, that's right, mate. No, pretty, pretty much that. It was just going to be a case of, uh, yeah, you're not necessarily going to get the bang for your buck in terms of the um, acute performance-related aspects, but it's also not necessarily a bad idea to eat more yeah, of these things. definitely. 100%. Like, that, that is a definitely a key take-home to be like, look, these, these are definitely foods that you want to be including in your diet on a regular basis because they offer – this is just – this is – based on endurance, exercise performance. You know, we're not looking at health. We're not looking at other areas. Like this is just purely on endurance exercise performance. So, you know, like you say, definitely want to be including this. Now, in terms of other nutrients, like that people say that, oh, we can get it from food. Like you wrote something on creatine, didn't you? Can we get it enough? Can we get enough from our diets, didn't you? I think you wrote a blog article on this or research review on this uh, way back when. Like these types of things. Talk to us about yeah. other other nutrients that you might be able, might, people might be you know, kind of saying, oh, this contains carnosine, this contains creatine, but actually getting it from food is really difficult. Yeah, the the big kind of three that I always think about when we're talking about supplements and, and food first are creatine, are omega-3s, and then there's obviously vitamin D, which we don't necessarily mm. need to dive into because I feel like a lot of people now know enough about vitamin D and how hard it is to get from food, but we can get it yeah. from sunlight. But in winter, you should probably just supplement anyway. But with creatine, uh, it's probably the the... The only time you might get enough creatine from your diet is if you are doing the carnivore diet. And I do not encourage anyone to do the carnivore diet as well. Uh, it's one of those where like the the kind of benefits that we see from, from creatine are in doses of around and about kind of like three to five grams of creatine per day. It's different depending on body weight because it's kind of measured a little bit off body weight as well. Uh, that is like a case of creatine is is found in in muscle so in red meat a lot of there's a lot of creatine in red meat i say a lot you still probably need to eat about a kilo of red meat a day to hit this target and if you're eating a kilo of red meat per day you're probably also taking on a lot more saturated fats and a lot of kind of other stuff and we know that red meats are not necessarily the most healthy thing to eat all of the time and a kilo a day is a ridiculous amount that you should not do and that's when kind of supplementing comes into play as well and in that vein, uh, omega-3s, I'll put in that category too. It's been a decent amount of research into omega-3s. There's one study in particular I always think of that's within athletes in the NBA. And they basically fully took blood uh, bloods of them to look at their omega-3 status, that kind of thing. And even the people that were having three portions of fish per week were still kind of mm. below the optimum amount of kind of like omega-3s that you want within your, yeah. according to their blood profile anyway. So it's one of those where supplementing with those is a useful thing to do because three portions of fish a week is for most people a lot of fish quite a lot yeah sort of thing yeah uh, and it, even that was not enough yeah uh, to get to within the sort of reduced risk of cardiovascular mm-hmm. disease and, and that, that's where well, i that's so. where i see people having a list of foods and they say you know you only have to put it in the internet and and you know and foods high in omega-3 and it says chia seeds flax seeds walnuts and people go, oh, yeah, I have a little bit of that. I have a little bit of that. Oily fish. Oh, yeah, I, I, occasionally. But we know they don't. Like, mm. it's not enough. Certainly and that's enough. what Luke's just highlighted there. Like, it, it's not enough consistently week after week to get the levels you need. So that's where I think, yeah, a supplementation there becomes a bit of a non-negotiable. Yeah, I, I would agree with all the blood work we've done as well. Very, very, very rarely do I ever see anyone anywhere near the optimal omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. So, yeah. 
I think that's uh, I think that's the kind of key thing, guys. Why I chose this paper is to be like, look, like like Luke probably put it the best. Like it should be a food first approach, but it shouldn't be a food always. And if you're looking to enhance your performance, there are some key things, or even supplement for your health. And those are, like you said, vitamin D, omega threes, and creatine, and then other things that like you say that are becoming, you know, it's even harder to get from your diets in the required amounts. And I think that's the key thing, isn't it? Like getting the nitrates and getting other things in, you know. Polyphenols you can get, but again, nitrates and uh, and other things that are going to help enhance your performance, such as beta alanine and creatine. Th- these things you need to supplement. So, hopefully, this is. I'd like to see more of these studies. Like you know, maybe it, it, obviously it's it's difficult because realistically we know that we can't get enough from some of the nutrients from food. But I think this was a really cool study to to kind of highlight. Yeah, there are some benefits but we probably need to supplement for performance. So cool. Really good guys. I think it was, uh, yeah, a, a nice one, nice one to, to kind of dive into. Uh, we Supplementation wise guys, like we often get asked this, like what's the best one? Where do you want to go? We have put together a bit of a list on Amazon. Like, so you can go to our website, you can go to the Instagram link in our bio, kind of collating a few things. Now, I don't know if you've seen this guys, there's like a worldwide shortage of creatine. Yes, and yeah, I've seen the it. cost yeah. of creatine is like like gold at the moment. So you know, if you can find it, then stock up on it at a decent price. But if you have if you have any questions, just let us know because there's no one supplement company that's like yes, 100 percent they're the best. So we have tried to collate some on Amazon that we definitely recommend and use. And uh, like I said, if you're wanting to get you know more information, then just just drop us a message because we can point you in the right direction with some some trusted brands trusted supplementation so cool guys wonderful thank you so much for joining and thank you listeners for for sticking around this long if you like this episode please share it subscribe you know post on your on your socials would be would be uh, much appreciated much appreciated sharing it and uh, we'll be back very soon with another research review again if you use any papers that you see or any topic that you want us to kind of dive into then just let myself uh, or one of the team know and we will make sure to cover it but guys thanks so much for joining us on this one and we will catch you on the next episode 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.